Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's going on, guys? Hey, Love Tribe. Thanks for joining us today. 
On today's show, we interviewed Mark Manson, who is the number one New York Times bestselling author of Everything is Beeped. (laughs) F-U-C-K-E-D. Not that we're prudish. We're trying to not mark the episode explicit. So so, so I beeped it out. And his other book is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Beep, A Counterintuitive Approach to Living a Good Life. And that book has sold over 12 million copies and been translated into 50 different languages, which is pretty amazing. And he also runs the largest personal growth website in the world, markmanson.net, with more than 2 million monthly readers and a half a million subscribers. Wow. Yeah. And he also has an Audible original book coming out, Love is Not Enough. And that's what we talked to him today about is all about making this, how they interviewed people, and but really his journey of writing about relationships, what he's learned as the big themes. He's somewhat of a modern day philosopher. So he has some interesting and insightful opinions or ideas on relationships and how to be happier in this thing we call life. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Thanks for subscribing and sharing with your friends and enjoy the show. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. To unlock a special offer only for I Do Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Hey, Mark. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. It's good to be here. Mark, you've written a book about hope, about living a good life, and now about love. So you kind of got everything covered at this point, maybe. (laughs) What led you to want to write about love? <laughs> I feel like relationships, dating relationships is kind of like my roots. It's actually how I got started about 12 years ago. I started writing. I started writing about my dating life. And then um, apparently it was interesting slash screwed up enough that uh, <laughs> other people started reading along and asking me questions. Um so to to me, it's, you know, this is kind of relationships has kind of always been my wheelhouse. And, um, you know, uh, Audible approached me a couple of years ago about doing, uh, doing a project with them. And uh, they wanted to do something that involved me kind of like hopping on the phone with people and talking to them about their problems and all that. And, uh, and to me, it's, it's relationships are kind of like the perfect theme to, uh, to, to dive into people with it's such a universal thing that we all struggle with and that we all relate to. Um, so yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. So you say that you write about these topics because you think you're wrong and, and then you want to write about it and correct your own misjudgment. So what did you learn? What were some of the big misjudgments you had when writing about love in relationships? You know, I, I, I think a lot of people, I, I was like a lot of people in that um, I think a lot of my assumptions about love, relationships, intimacy, 
um, we're a little bit naive. You know, sometimes I call it the the Disney narrative of, you know, that like love conquers all mm-hmm. and it's, you know, all you need is love and everything's going to be great. Um, you know, the truth is that life is very messy and complicated. And, uh, and even, even a relationship where both people love each other is very complicated and, and often um, destructive. And so that was just a big... That was a huge epiphany for me a number of years ago. And um, I think what I found, you know, a lot of people email me through my website and just over and over again, I would, I would get these emails from people and they would describe this horrendous relationship situation. And then at the very end, they'd be like, but I love him or I love her. <laughs> what, what do I do? <laughs> and, uh, you know, at a certain point, I'm like, you know, that's, maybe that's not enough. Maybe, maybe you need, maybe you need a little bit more than just loving them, uh, to justify this thing. And, um, and so eventually it kind of, it inspired a blog post, which became very popular a number of years ago. And then, then that's inspired this audiobook. It's interesting people writing you that, and it seems like the title of your article, love is not enough. And it's like, but you might feel it so strong and it feels like enough, but really diving in to the psychological underpinnings of why you might be insecure. So you feel a sense of security from feeling love towards another person, even if there's all this toxicity and, and you go into some things in, in your article, but what do you tell the, those people, you know, that are, you tell them love is not enough and in and, and the general theme, but someone that's like, when you're in it, it's so hard to be like, yeah, and think rationally about the situation. Yeah. And, and I think that's what trips us up. You know, I think it's, it's a natural human proclivity to assume that something that makes us feel very good and very okay uh, means that it is very good and very okay. And that's, that's not always the case. Uh, you know, I, sometimes, sometimes I describe it to people like if you, you know, neuroscientists have actually said that if you look at the brain when we're kind of falling in love or becoming infatuated with somebody, the brain actually resembles that of a cocaine addict. Um, it's like all the same endorphins are firing, all the, the oxytocin and the dopamine and everything. And, and it's, we kind of develop that similar craving of another human being and um generally our natural response whenever we have these cravings and these huge emotional responses is that our we set to work kind of justifying them to ourselves you know it's like oh well she lives three states over and uh you know is super religious but we're gonna make it work and it you know we start coming up with explanations of how we're gonna make it work and and in some weird way uh, those barriers just make it feel even that much more romantic. But um, if you're able to like step out a little bit and uh, actually kind of remove that the the emotional roller coaster from it, um, you can ask some some I guess I would call them deeper or more important questions. You know, it's like what is is there really a compatibility here? Like, do we share values? Do we share worldviews? Do our goals align with one another? Um, and if the answer is no, then I, f- I feel like at some point we're going to have to face a, a very difficult reality. Um, and we can either face it now with our eyes open or we can just let it hit us in the face down the road. 
So did you gain this knowledge from your personal experience? Like, did that happen to you? And then you realized how important having matching goals were important to a relationship? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, um, You know, I I had two very significant relationships when I was younger. Um, Both failed. One failed spectacularly. And then the other one failed in in more of like, I guess, just kind of like a tragic way. Um, So I guess I'll I'll start with the spectacular failure. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know... I think like a lot of people, I had a, I had a first love situation and we were just completely, we were young. Um, I was 20, she was about 18 and, you know, we were just completely head over heels with each other. Um, you know, we went to different schools and her parents hated me and, you know, it's like nothing was (laughs) too, too high of a wall to climb to make it work. It was like, we felt, it felt like we were in this like romantic novel or something. And it's like, um, you know, love will, love will always win. Um, but she ended up, uh, uh, she ended up leaving me for another guy and, uh, just completely crushed my heart. And I think in my mind I had, I was kind of living out this, this, like I said earlier, like this Disney world narrative of, you know, I was this, this white knight who was going to wait for years for her because she was worth it. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And we're going to overcome everything. And, uh, and it was a very rude awakening of like, dude, life doesn't work that way. (laughs) People, Mm -hmm. people are complicated. People like want different things. Um, and you can't, you can't control that necessarily. Um, and my second kind of serious relationship, which happened in, my mid twenties, um, same thing, wonderful woman, still friends with her today. We were deeply in love. We lived together for a while and, uh, and we just slowly kind of awoke to the fact that we had very different career goals and visions for ourselves in terms of like lifestyle, where we wanted to live. Like she was pursuing a career that was going to take her overseas, uh, over one ocean. And I was pursuing a career that was going to take me over another ocean. And, uh, and I, after a while, we just had to kind of very reasonably come to the conclusion of like, this is, there's no way this is going to work unless one of us is willing to give up like our, our life goals essentially. And, uh, and we both felt it was unfair that one of us should have to do that and not the other. Um, and so we broke up very amicably. We actually, we went skydiving to celebrate our breakup. Um, <laughs> And and it was just it was very sad, but it was like a very kind of like beautiful sadness, like a very kind of profound sadness of um, you know, this was a great relationship and it meant a lot to both of us, but it wasn't enough. Like it was just it was time. You've mentioned uh, a couple of times the the realization of the Disney narrative and it's something we find a lot in through our conversations, but personally of just recognizing that culture and, and society, especially in the West, where we're speaking from, has this completely crazy idea of what a good relationship is and completely unrealistic. And I find, even as someone who's done, I'm no expert, but we've done 250 interviews on relationships, that I still have to constantly remind myself, like, there's going to be conflict everything's not perfect. 
and it's such an important point. And as someone like yourself who, who's writing and is very much in the pop culture, um, I'm glad you mentioned it. And, and how do you think about that as you're writing and doing the work you do now? You know, it's interesting because I find, you know, I, I totally agree with you in that in Western cultures, we seem to have this uh, unrealistic expectation about conflict that there shouldn't be conflict um, or that if there is conflict, then something is majorly, majorly wrong. Uh, but I, I also find from other cultures, there's there's often an unrealistic expectation that, uh, you know, oh, husband and wife, you know, you're just supposed to hate each other. Like, that's just how it goes. And, <laughs> you know, and I feel like there's got to be some sort of like healthy middle. Um, and and that's kind of that balance is kind of what I try to strike. You know, it's it's like, look, if you're going to spend every day of your life with one person you're going to drive each other insane at some point. Like that's just human nature. <laughs> um, and so the question really is, is like, how do you both develop the skills to cope with that um, and cope with it in a healthy way uh, when it comes, you know? So it's not about stifling conflict and it's not about indulging in conflict. It's simply about like developing the toolkit uh, so that when conflict does pop up, you're both able to adapt to it and and discuss it. One of the overarching themes of a lot of your work is your questioning of being skeptical and and you say that we're we're wrong about everything and some just a little less wrong than others. And how do you think about that perspective because I think it's it's such a important thing to realize because sometimes we can feel so sure of what we need to do in the relationship or how the relationship needs to change. And a lot of times we're just wrong. But first, we want to take a break to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys might be experiencing a little bit more stress, anxiety, relationship issues, given the current circumstances and also not wanting to be out and about traveling. So really, there's not a better service at the moment than today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. You can communicate with your therapist via text, chat, phone, and video. Choose from over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states who specialize in relationships, depression, stress, and anxiety, which a lot of us are dealing with a lot more than normal, self-esteem, anger, trauma, and many more areas. Anything you share is confidential. And if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. BetterHelp is secure, convenient, and professional. Best of all, it is truly an affordable option. Our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code I do. So get started today. Go to betterhelp.com slash I do and simply fill out a questionnaire form to help them assess your needs to get you matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash I do to get 10% off your first month. Today's episode is also brought to you by our course, Spark My Relationship. 
You're listening to the podcast, so you probably want to create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner. And if you can do it in less than 90 days, even better. We say it all the time on the show, a mediocre relationship is easy, but a passionate, authentic, and satisfying relationship takes work. It doesn't just happen on its own. And that's why Sarah really did all the heavy lifting on this, created (laughs) this course with the therapist that we've had on the show to really help you with the specific tools, exercises needed to create the lasting and positive improvements rather than just listening to the show and not really implementing them. This is a great way to have some accountability in a structured format to put the tools that we talk about on the show into practice. You can do this in 90 days, you can do it from home, and it is self-paced. So it is perfect for turning up the heat in your relationship, having some fun together, and really revolutionizing your intimacy and communication. And... Like Chase mentioned before, we've worked with 15 psychologists and therapists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. And just some of those strategies are how to eliminate unhelpful old habits, develop mindful awareness to help improve stress management, learn healthy and successful communication tools, create a deeper, more intimate bond and strengthen your couple microculture and future together. So for our listeners only, we are offering a special promo for the course. You can find it at sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock, and you can access a special pricing just for you guys. So again, check out sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock for your special promo. Check it out. Don't waste (laughs) any more time. Do Do it. Yeah. And the, and the crazy thing with relationships too, or I think the, the, maybe the most difficult thing about relationships is that, you know, both people change. And so what's, what's right in say year three of the relationship might be wrong in year six. Uh, and what's, you know, and then maybe in year 15, you need to go back to what was working in year three again. And, and so it's like this constant moving target and, I think that really the, I mean, and and we're talking about relationships, but I think this is kind of true broadly about most things in life, but it's, um, it's, you have, there needs to be kind of this ever present willingness to grow and adapt to circumstances. Um, and to recognize that people's values change, people's goals change, um, people's health changes. Um, their interest changed. Like it's just, you can't, if you, and I think a mistake that a lot of people make is they, they kind of create this like perfect world fantasy in their head. And they're constantly trying to shove their partner into that little picture in their head. You know, it's like, no, 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 just stand right there, you know, smile. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Almost perfect. Almost got it. And it's like, if you try to do that, then you're just, you're setting yourself up for like, a big disaster. And, um, I think it's, it's, it's always, uh, you know, a relationship is like a living, growing thing on its own. It's like this third entity that you have to like nourish and, and water and, and watch it grow and change. 
I can't imagine if Chase and I had not adjusted our relationship from pre children to till now, like you just, you wouldn't be able to survive that because as life changes, as your relationship dynamic changes, now that we have Stella, our daughter, we wouldn't be able to succeed if we did not reevaluate our relationship, our dynamics and who we are as a couple to allow it to flourish now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how long have you guys been together? Uh, 11 years, 11 years together. 11. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's my wife and I, we've been together for almost nine. And I remember, like, I think back to the things that we did together when we first met and I'm like, God, I would never want to do that now. <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> but fortunately she's on the same page. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, what did we, what did we do that we would not do again? I don't know if I'd climb up Machu Picchu again for you. For me, I didn't force <laughs> For you to you. do that. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that was the beginning of our relationship. I was trying to impress you, you know, it's a good climbing point. up a massive mountain. Well, one of the, I'm, since we're on this, I think obviously there's things we don't want to repeat, but we talk, we're talking about like the phases of a relationship. And I think what, what can be valuable is like when you first get together with someone for, for Mark and, and for, for yourself and for Sarah and I, it was a long time ago, but if we can remember back, like we're trying to be our best selves, mm -hmm. like, and obviously we don't want to compromise our values and our morals and, and your self integrity, but you, you, you bring in your a game hopefully. And as we get comfortable with people in a relationship and you move in, it's slowly, a lot of times slips away and then your worst self starts to come out. Yeah. So an exercise for me has been like, all right, like, how would I act if I was trying to win Sarah over in month two of our dating experience, you know? Yeah. You know, maybe comb the hair a little bit more, <laughs> put on a clean shirt. <laughs> I wouldn't fart so loudly on the couch. Yeah, maybe exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, um, I remember, uh, a a few years ago, I, I was reading a bunch of relationship books. It was it was right before I got married. I, I went back and read a bunch of relationship books, and um, and I was at the time I was kind of surprised how many relationship books recommended doing couples ther therapy periodically, um, even if there were no issues or problems in the relationship. You know, they 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 suggested do a therapy session before you get married, do it after you get married, do it like at least once a year for the first few years. And I, and like that, I, that had never even occurred to me, but uh, the older I get, like the more sense that makes, because it's, it's just a way of making sure neither person gets complacent um, that neither person, that each person is continually like stepping up um, and evolving and, and uh, adapting to to the other person and and their desires and their wants and and making sure that um, everybody's needs is being met and in a lot of ways that's why relationships are so beautiful if they can be like a catalyst for that growth right that we're we're stepping up becoming better people and and searching and learning because it's it's like a reflection right if we're just kind of by ourselves or dating a bunch of random people there's nothing wrong with that certainly. There's a lot there, but really being with another person, 
um, and especially over time, you can develop a real sense of of who you are and, and through that reflection. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things you also write about is happiness and what it means to live a good life. And, and you say that happiness is is learning to appreciate the struggles in your life. So how do you think about that pursuit of happiness through the lens of relationships? <laughs> One way I think about it is, and I think I even wrote this many, many years ago, uh, back before I met my wife, is, is I wrote, you know, when you're, when you're trying to decide who you want to date, don't think about the person with, you know, the, the, the wonderful thing, the wonderful qualities that you want, try to think of the person, what flaws do you want in a partner? Like what are the, the quirks and problems that you actually are very like well adapted to? Like one thing I noticed throughout my life, uh, is that I tend to, uh, I tend to work very well with women who are like very, uh, kind of anxious, neurotic, you know, everything's got to be clean and perfect. And they get like very anxious a lot. Like I'm so laid back. I'm like, I'm laid back to a fault, honestly. Um, like nothing really bothers me. And, and so it's not, I noticed, started noticing that, you know, what a lot of people would perceive as a flaw. And some of these women I, I was dating, like actually it, it forced me to kind of take things more seriously. And then I noticed that my kind of relaxed demeanor helped calm them down and it created like this really nice dynamic between us that worked really well you know it's like our the kind of the some of the worst parts of our personalities balanced each other out and uh made us both more functional people <laughs> when we were around each other uh and so i started thinking about that i'm like what are other flaws in a woman that either I'm well adapted to, or I even kind of like, like there's like a little, a little sick part of me that kind of enjoys it. Um, and so I remember I wrote an article about that years and years ago. And, uh, and it's, I, you know, I've, since then I've written about happiness kind of in a, in a more general way that way. It's like, look, like life, if we start, if we start with the assumption that life is always going to have problems, like there's no such thing as a problem free life, then the most important question is probably which problems do I enjoy having? Like what are the, what are the good problems for me to have? And let's like pursue those. Um, so yeah, I, I think it can work with partners as well. So your new audiobook, can you talk a little bit about the, the format and what it was like making it? Sure. Um, so we had the, a very cool idea. So there, I think there's, there's been a few uh, of these kind of like audiobook coaching type things. Like Esther Perel did a really popular one mm -hmm. where she did like couples therapy and and uh, recorded it. Um, so what we wanted to do with this was we I was going to talk to people about their relationship problems, but what we actually did is we recorded calls over the course of six months so that we could actually see what sort of progress occurred and if actually if they actually resolve their problems or not. Um, and we did this with five people, uh, three women and two men, completely different problems. Um, you know, one is a middle-aged guy who's been divorced twice and is like terrified. He's about to screw the third one up. Um, one is a, a young man who's like addicted to Tinder. Uh, one is a young woman who is, uh, 
has been having an affair at work and doesn't know how to end it. Um, so it's, it's kind of a wide range of issues, but we get to follow them over the course of six months and kind of see what happens. And, um, you know, and w- one of the things that I was very big on when, when I started it with Audible was I told them, I said, look, like, we're not forcing happy endings. Like I, we, we, we pick the people with the interesting story and the interesting problem. And like, let's just see where it goes because even if the problem doesn't get resolved, um, that in and of itself, like that is arguably even more educational for the listener, um, than, you know, somebody who gets like the fairy tale ending. So we've got a, a diversity of, of resolutions as well. We have some people who, some people get the happy ending. Um, some people don't get the happy ending. And then, and then, um, and then there are a couple situations where, you know, people, uh, it turns out the, the problem they thought they had is the, the real problem is something completely different that they weren't aware of. So it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, I, I was surprised how much fun I had doing it. And, uh, um, the reviews have been pretty good too. So I'm excited for it to come out. Do you know what day it is going to be released? Uh, March 26th. Cool. Um, it's, it's available for pre-order and it is only on Audible. It, the really funny thing about Amazon is that they're like... They, they, they told me like, I'm not even supposed to call it an audiobook. I have to call it an Audible original. Like I get oh, this whole letter yeah, yeah. from their lawyers <laughs> and everything. I'm like, oh, okay, guys, I get it. <laughs> An audible original, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be out everywhere on March twenty sixth. Cool. And uh, last thing before we get you out of here, Mark, just in the course of of doing this book, but then you've been writing on relationships and just personally, are there any things you want to leave our listeners with, or kind of insights that were an aha moment for you that kind of distilled this topic that can span so much complexity and helped you think about it maybe a little bit more simplistically. Oh man. (laughs) Or it doesn't have to be simple. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, well, you know, if, if I was to kind of sum up, you know, I've been writing about relationships for over 10 years now. And if I was to kind of encapsulate, um, everything I've learned or kind of my philosophy in a couple sentences, you know, it, it would basically be this, which is love is not, you know, love's amazing, but it's not scarce. Like you can love many people throughout your life. Um, you can experience a lot of love throughout your life. You can have a lot of different types of loving relationships throughout your life. You know, so lo- love is something that is, there's always potential to have it. Um, the th- things that are actually way more scarce than love are, are I found are, are respect both for yourself and others and trust both for yourself and others. And I think a lot of times what people do is that they're so desperate for love, they're willing to sacrifice their respect and their trust in order to get it. And um, in a nutshell, I I feel like that's the mistake that everyone makes. So choose trust, choose, choose respect and the love will follow. Beautiful, Mark. Well, thank you for leaving us with that and for coming on the show today. Let's wrap up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you online and then we'll say goodbye. Uh, Check me out at markmanson.net. And if you go to the archive, I have a whole category of relationship articles. There's 
dozens and dozens of them there. They're all available for free. And uh, check out the the Audible original, Love is Not Enough. <laughs> check it out. We'll have the links to your book on our website at idopodcast.com. And it's called Love is Not Enough, available on March 26th, but available for pre-order today, right? Yep. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thanks, guys. Hi, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship. So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, We also have our love tribe on Facebook. Uh, We encourage you guys to join the tribe and uh, be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, we are all here for each other. Um, The group has grown to almost a thousand people um, and we love it. So we hope you guys join that. You can go to Facebook, Love Tribe Fam, and you'll find us right there. And if you are interested in learning more about our flagship course, Spark My Relationship, we hope you guys check it out. We have a special offer that is only for podcast listeners. So you can go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock and you can unlock that special offer and learn more as always thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week you are listening to a pleasure podcast For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.